Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Stone, uh, last week when we were talking about the drum, uh, my superstar badass, temporary executive administrative manager, Amanda Boyke, who serves as our producer, remember we asked her what came to mind when we were describing the world's largest drum that Notre Dame did not let on the field. Do you remember that? Of course. Amanda, what did you say that description of the drum reminded you of? Like, what, what did it bring into your mind? I said that it reminded me of the tire that when you're driving to the airport in Detroit, that's like a big teller that you know you're almost at the airport, you're on your way, and we called it the Continental Tire. Yeah, I did. I did. That's the reason we're starting this week's first show off with this topic is because I owe an apology to the Uniroyal people. Stone, it was a, it's, that's a Uniroyal tire, not the Continental Tire. An, an honest mistake. And what makes Sully and Stone the show that it is, is we come through with an apology. When we're wrong, we're going to tell you we're wrong. Yeah. Period. Exactly. And God knows I'm wrong all the time. So I don't have any problem. I just, I also not only do I want to apologize to the Uniroyal people, I, I actually want to reiterate what I did say about the Continental Tire people. They, they make a great tire. They really do. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. But the Uniroyal people make a hell of a tire. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. Either of those tires in our car would be great. And either of those sponsors would be welcome to the Sully and Stone show. So we don't want to count any tire you know, supplier out of our, uh, out of our possibility. Yeah. Goodyear is fine. Yeah. Any tire. We'll Just write us a check. Tire. Yeah. Write us a check. Um, look on our website on how to contact us. Uh, Alabama, Florida, um, Stone. Everyone, and by everyone, I mean everyone, is going on and on about how Florida um, is still in the college football playoff hunt. How when push comes to shove, you know, they may need to get into the college football playoff, even if they lose twice to Alabama. I have a different opinion. Um, Me too. Yeah, I go back to the Charlie Weiss era of Notre Dame, which, of course, was a golden era. Um, Remember the Bush-Push game? Of course. People went bananas over Notre Dame almost winning that game. And what I said at the time and what I'm going to say now regarding Florida almost beating Alabama is the same. Every single Saturday throughout every single college football season, a team can put together a great afternoon and go toe-to-toe with one of the heavyweights. But if you lose the game, you still have lost the game. That doesn't mean we need to anoint Florida a pseudo national champion because they lost to Alabama by failing to convert a two point conversion without a doubt. Carl. I mean that I'm coming from on this entire topic. You're right on it. I mean, first of all, give Florida credit. They were at home. Number one, number two, they were getting their ass kicked and then they made a good comeback. I don't take anything, you know, Florida's, we knew Florida was the second best team in the East. We know for sure Georgia's better than them. Georgia's going to handle them in the cocktail party in Jacksonville. That's I don't even have a faint thought. I don't think it's called the cocktail party anymore. I think it's just called the sipping. Is that not, you're not allowed uh, to say that anymore? It's called the sipping gathering. Oh, okay. 
whatever they're going to call it, Georgia's the better team. I, Florida has no chance in my mind of going with the playoff. I would, that's not even, even entered my head. What worried me more, frankly, was that Alabama let them back in the game. Um, Alabama is still a young team, um, very young. So let's uh, remember that a little bit. This is not Alabama blowing people out anymore. This Alabama team is very good, but uh, the West uh, has got some, uh, some big things coming up here. So we'll see what's going on. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, Florida doesn't even, not on my playoff radar. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and when a team loses a game, okay, fine. They, they played the, the best team in the country tough and they played them well and all that kind of stuff. They still lost the game. Going back to Jabba, when Jabba and his boys came up short against SC, SC, I believe that year went on to win the national championship. And last time I checked, Jabba hasn't coached Notre Dame almost since that day. He's been collecting a lot of checks, though, for yeah, a long, been- long time from Notre Dame and from Kansas. Anybody else that wants to write Jabba a check? Cincinnati, Indiana, last week I said that uh, the problem with that game was the fact that there was not going to be a winner because nobody cares. Um, And you and I both know that Cincinnati could run the table and still not make the college football play. If they're not going to the college football play, if they're just not. But one of the things I said was um, that nobody cares about Indiana football, which is true, of course. What I failed to say is even less people care about Cincinnati football. That's probably true. Cincinnati's another uh, basketball school, but I will say this. I was is very it, impressed. Is Cincinnati, I mean. It was with Huggins well, for a long time. They've got maybe, a long way to go to get back with, to that level. But, I'd say uh, with Oscar Robertson, maybe like 60 years ago, but yeah. like. Uh, the Kenyon Martin teams, the Kenyon Martin teams had that place. Have you ever, around. have you ever met? I answer this question, honestly. Have you ever met a University of Cincinnati Bearcat fan? Never. I don't know anybody that's ever gone to the University of Cincinnati. I've never met a person who ever attended the University of Cincinnati even for a semester. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh by the I way, the same take, but I want to give Indiana credit, Carly, on one thing. That place was rolling. I mean, there was a hell of a crowd uh, in Bloomington, really. I mean, after Did they you get more you than 30,000 in that there? place was full. That place was uh, it was a good atmosphere. It was a, it was a really entertaining game for a long time. Um, you know, when you say Cincinnati is not going to playoff, and I, I absolutely agree with you on that. I will leave this one caveat. They are in, in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, what do we call them again? The Columbus. Uh, yeah, they play, uh, well, they don't play Columbus. They do. Cincinnati. Am I wrong on Columbus? that? I might be off on that. Am I off on that? I thought they were playing. No, uh, they play uh, Notre Dame. No, I'm Notre sorry. Dame. That's what I was thinking. Sorry, Carl. You're absolutely right. I was thinking Notre Dame. Yeah. Yep. You know why? Because I saw some projection today that in the uh, in the uh, New Year's Six that Cincinnati would play Ohio State. That, and by the way, I don't I don't expect Ohio State to be in the New Year's Six either. And I can't wait till we start talking about the East. By the way, the is, uh, do do you know duty. what the nickname is for the city of Cincinnati? It's the uh, Queen City. It is. It's the Queen. And city. do you know what the nickname of Charlotte, North Carolina, is? The Queen City. Yeah, that's another Queen City. I think that one should be called the Queen Town. Um, Mississippi. Let's talk about the state of Mississippi and the University of Mississippi's football team. Um, You know that this has been a target of mine for a long, long time and with good reason. We're now supposed to uh, refer to the University of Mississippi's football team as a CFP contender. and. I know that it's late September because of this fact. Every September, 
once we get past September 20th, everyone's just enamored with the University of Mississippi's football team. And I'd like to know why and for what reason anyone ever has thought that the University of Mississippi's football team is relevant. Do you know how many 10-win seasons the University of Mississippi football team has since 1980, Stone? I would guess one. It's more than one, but not much more than one. Two? Amanda. Did you hear that? Amanda got it. Good job. What did she say? She said three. She two? said two. I'm going to read wow. off the records since 1980. Oh, no, no, no. Excuse me. This is since 2000. My apologies. Here are the records for the University of Mississippi football team. Seven and five. Seven and four. Seven and six. Ten and three. Four and seven. Three and eight. Four and eight. Three and nine. Nine and four. Nine and four. Four and eight. Two and ten, seven and six, eight and five, nine and four, ten and three, five and seven, six and six, five and seven, four and eight, five and five. What about that record of records should give anyone any reason to think that that football program is even close to relevant? All right, let's start with the state of Mississippi. Uh, that would be the leading uh, per capita COVID capital of the world. I heard, I saw a little stat nice. the other day oh, that only, I think oh. it was Peru, which is lost per capita was we worse. We lost half our audience, by the way. Oh, because of COVID? Yeah. yeah. Well, what can I tell you? I just gave a stat. I didn't tell you. <laughs> Listen, we only know one guy on this planet that's not vaccinated, and I love him to death. He can do whatever the hell he wants, but he's out of his mind. But I love him. Anyways, um, as far as as far as as far as what's that, Amanda? Go ahead, Stone. As far as Mississippi State's concerned, I don't even consider them. So let's talk about Ole Miss. This this Lane Kiffin coach team, this current team, you know, the favorite for the Heisman Trophy, Matt Coral, right now, which whatever that's worth. Yeah, but, fine quarterback. He's thrown for nearly. Yeah, a thousand I mean, yards. and they're running that's the fine. ball. They're running the ball very well. They're a very very talented offense. What's happened with Ole Miss every year since Kiffin's been there is defensively they've been completely inept. And on top of all that, he goes for it on a lot of dumb fourth downs. And, How is and, any of that, what you just said, any different from the well, so I'll tell you, this is the best the history since, of the program. Well, the history of the program is what it is, but that doesn't, you know, first of all, the SEC West is what it is. So Ole Miss has to play in the SEC West every year. And, of course, you're going to play Alabama and you're going to play LSU and you're going to play, uh, you know, the rest of that. that and, and that's a I'm, tough, uh, tough yeah, league. But, but if, you're, if you're a good program, you figure out ways to win those Well, games. I think this is the year. Do you want to know? Okay, well, that's what I've been. I do. I think this point. is a very good team. That's my very point good. is every single year at this point of the season, Everybody's well, so high on, on the. We had one year where where, where they beat Alabama. Let me point out a couple. Let me point out one more fact here. Okay, here are the teams. Just I just pick these teams randomly that um, have more ten win seasons than Mississippi since 1980. You ready? Yep. Northwestern four. Navy four. Arkansas six. Illinois. Three, Pitt, three, and Arizona, three. All of those programs have more 10 win seasons than the University of Mississippi. I'm tired of listening to people talk about Mississippi. 
every single year, no matter what the circumstances are. It's an irrelevant program until they prove me different. I think that's fair. And I think this team very well might prove you All right. different. Well, we're going to watch them over the course of the season. UCLA, Fresno State, everybody's talking about the fact that nobody saw the end of this incredible game. And that's fine. What nobody is talking about is the fact that UCLA, after getting off to this amazing start, lost to Fresno State. And they basically gave away all the capital that they earned over the course of the first three weeks. No question. Fresno, Fresno State's not a bad team, but like uh, lost among all of the, the vexing and hand-wringing and, and table-pounding about the fact that nobody saw the end of the game is the fact that UCLA lost. Well, there's so many things to touch on that. Number one, I'm, as you know, I've been touting UCLA the last couple of shows we've done. I thought UCLA was the best team in the Pac-12. Same with me. I, 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 well, I you liked they, Oregon they, in, a, in a neutral game against UCLA. But I, I did. I, I did. But this was Fresno State. And you're right. Fresno State had acquitted itself pretty well against Oregon a couple of weeks ago. But um, yeah, first, nobody saw it, at least where I live, because the Pac-12 network doesn't appear on my cable box. The only know, channel but that everybody, I can't I, But everybody, want, this For is, that word. everybody wants to talk about the Pac-12 network and TV and all. And, and of course, like whining and yelling and screaming about the media, which is a whole nother topic. But nobody's focusing on the fact that UCLA lost. Well, I am. I'm focusing on it. I'm embarrassed. I mean, that was a game they had to win. I mean, granted, it doesn't affect the Pac-12, but let's let's talk about the guy that's number one on my mind, who must be just in convulsions this week. And I've worked on this pronunciation all day. Glenn Glenn Campbell. Pac-12 commissioner George Kleavkov. 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 There it goes. It took me all day, and I still butchered it, but Kleavkov. So this is what this gentleman reached into his bag of useless programs in his conference last week. We had the great University of Colorado, Car- uh, Carl Donnell coach team, 63 total yards against Minnesota. 63 total yards. I was watching this game online. They never had the ball. It's one of the worst performances, 30 to nothing in Boulder at home, Minnesota, who we saw against Ohio State on a national game that sure as hell didn't look like a team defensively that had any ability. Offensively, they had some, but defensively, they were inept. And all of a sudden, they just go on and shut this team on the road 30 Okay, that's number one. Number two, how about the great job Jed Fish is doing in Arizona? Let's talk about losing to Northern Arizona, FCS, 15 straight losses for the University of Arizona program. They are a million-point favorite against a Northern Arizona team. Can I weigh in real quickly on that? I think think the University of Arizona has among the most overrated athletic programs in all of America. Well, listen, listen, obviously, Sean Miller couldn't get it done at the highest level. He couldn't win a national championship, but Arizona football, why? why yeah, it's a disaster. But losing to Northern Arizona is a, is, a, is a new level. And let's not forget the great Herm Edwards in the same state. <laughs> Herm Edwards, the most undisciplined joke of a club he brings to BYU. Uh, false start after false start after false start. No idea what the hell they're doing. Complete disaster. Herm Edwards will be gone. The territory, I can't even say it anymore because i've been thinking laughing about it all day how bad the territorial cup that's what they named that lame game between arizona and yeah. arizona state is I, I, the, the viewership uh, on almost, that is going to be zero it's almost like the egg bowl um let's let's move <laughs> the egg bowl is way game. better than that the egg bowl we love the egg bowl very important game between two historically proud programs. One week um, ago, Crowley, last note, one week ago, I was saying that it was wonderful the Pac-12 was back, that there was some mojo going, that they yeah, had we that were, LSU we were, in. We were together and guess what? We were, I know. Guess what? We're, I hope we're together. We're off that train immediately. The Pac-12 is a disaster again. However, all anyone wants to talk about is the TV component of it. 
like of, of the UCLA Fresno state game, not being able to be seen. Does it even matter that UCLA lost? I guess not. Hey, here's something that I don't think is up for question. The big 10 is easily the best conference in all of college football. Three, three or four weeks into the season. Are you to qualify this with me? Are you talking about top? Are you talking from bottom to top? Or are you just saying, you know, that through and through the league, however you want to define it. Okay. Here here are some teams that I'm going to rattle off. Columbus, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn state, Ann Arbor, and Michigan state. Put all of those teams in any other conference, including the SDC, and they challenge for the uh, for the conference championship, if not win it. The only one where they where it's a shoe in that they don't win it is the SEC, and it's not because of the SEC; it's because of Alabama. The Big Ten is the best conference. Those teams right there. I'll say them again: Columbus, Iowa, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ann Arbor, and Michigan State. I think that's fair from top to bottom. Right now, the Big Ten is the best conference in America. But top heavy, you take Georgia and you take Alabama, and you know I don't see anybody in the Big Ten beating either of those teams. So in that regard, uh, I give the SEC the edge. But yes, from top to bottom, I would agree. Especially, of course, the Big Ten East, which I know your 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 love is in the Big Ten East at State, and uh, what a league that what a, what a, what a conference the East is turning into in the Big Ten right now, as as the schools that you mentioned. Penn so State last, with a big win against Auburn. Uh, yeah, Michigan last, State with a great win on the road. So last, uh, yeah, last week I posed the question, if Penn State puts a thump onto uh, Auburn, w- what would that say about um, the, the Big Ten and the SEC um, w- after UCLA really took it to uh, LSU? That happened. Um, well, it wasn't a big thump. Let's, let's, no, Auburn, thump. Auburn was in the game the whole time. Um, you know. Thump. Was not a thumb, but yeah. So it was a it was a good win for the Big Ten. Anytime you could beat the SEC is a good win. Period. But uh, yeah, between Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, and remarkably, Rutgers Iowa. is three and zero. Oh. I'm just talking about the East. But yeah, I mean, Iowa's the real deal in the West. We agree on that. But in the yeah. East, that is going to be one dogfight. And who's coming out on top in the East? I mean, we got some great, great games coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a great season. Um, it is. Florida State is putrid. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, I don't know if that guy comes back. I mean, this is I, comes. They back. just keep paying people be, off. What, so who's going to be the coach of Florida State a year from now? Great or, question. Or, or three or four weeks from now. <laughs> I, you know, the, the the rumblings are potentially Deion Sanders going back to his alma mater. That would be I, I, well. It could be worse. What do you think of that? I think he can recruit. I'm sure of that. I'm what sure. You, honestly, uh, though, uh, give me give me three guys that could be the next Florida state head coach. And then I want to uh, uh, revisit wow. one of last week's uh, topics. And that is Clay Helton um, being fired from, from USC. Who are the, who are the guys at USC go Florida state first. And wow. USC. Let me, let me, let me skip to USC. Cause I really haven't thought Florida state out because it's just, it's, it's so out of hand. Like I said, I saw Dion for that. But I mean, going to SC, as we talked about, I still think James Franklin's the guy um, that they will go after first. There's some talk about, uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy at the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think, I think it's James Franklin's job if he wants it, and if he doesn't want it, obviously they'd love to get Mario Cristobal up there. 
uh, pardon me, down there from Oregon. Um, that would be a huge hire for them. You know, they think he's uh, the real deal too. But I'm not even sold on Mario Cristobal yet. I really aren't. I'm really not. I am sold on James Franklin. Let me just say this really quickly. Nobody else is going to win like he did at Vanderbilt. It's just the greatest coaching job that I've, that I've seen. Um, what he did at Vandy, nobody else is even <laughs> – it's not even in the area code that anybody else can do that. So uh, James Franklin's definitely, in my opinion, the number one guy at USC if he wants, if he wants a job. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Wisconsin giving five and a half at Soldier Field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just it blows my mind that line. How are they a five and a half point favorite at a neutral site against the Notre Dame team that I think look better than Wisconsin? And let me just say this about Notre Dame: the best player in America right now is Kyle Hamilton, the safety at Notre Dame. He is by far the best player in the country. That guy is everywhere on the field. He's yeah, he got three interceptions in three games. He's, He's been phenomenal. How about that interception against Florida State? Beautiful. Where he came field. all the way across the field. Yeah, Incredible play. It was amazing. Incredible um, play. Yeah. Uh, who, Good call okay, there, Carl. So you, so you like Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame outright. I haven't seen yeah. anything from Wisconsin that tells me they're going to win this game. I don't think, I th- by the way, as you've been pointing out w- 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 on our shows, Brian Kelly, you know, that's a pretty impressive number of wins at Notre Dame. And, and nobody's uh, even no, nobody's know. even talking about that. Yeah. It just shows how just – how the fact that he's a damn good coach and they're, and they're a solid club. And, uh, you know, listen, if, if a guy can't come beat his old team, but Jack Cohn can't get up for this game and play the game of his life against the team that cast him off, then uh, shame on him. Who's going to have more fans in the stands? Wisconsin, just because they're just more fans, even though Chicago, you know, is a Notre Dame hub, but Wisconsin, those white, those red sweatshirts are everywhere. They're just everywhere. They're everywhere. Speaking, Speaking of red sweatshirts. Okay. UCLA at Stanford, UCLA giving three and a half. Yeah. You know, I'm so down on UCLA right now. It's hard for me. You know, Stanford's won two games in a row. They won at Vandy, which, of course, doesn't count for anything. But, of course, they had the monster win uh, at USC. You know, this is Stanford's first game at home in, like, nine straight games. I like like the Cardinal. At this point, why not? I mean, UCLA embarrassed themselves. I'm, I'm so bad at UCLA right now. Give me the Cardinal. Give me the Cardinal. UCLA wins that in a blowout. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'll believe that when I see it because uh, Stanford – Showing me something at that win at a C, and then they didn't have a, a fall off. They 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 handled Vandy easy. Not that that's any great shake, but still. Here's a game. Here's a game that used to matter. Tennessee at Florida. Florida giving twenty as an indication of the fact that the game no longer matters. What do you think, Tennessee? I like Tennessee plus the twenty because how does Florida even get up after they left everything in the field there? I mean, they're going to be sleepwalking through the start of that game. I totally agree with you. I would take Tennessee, Arkansas. This is a game. Arkansas, Texas A&M. This, this game's, game's got my attention. Arlington. Yeah, it's got my attention. You know my love for Sam Pittman. I think I've already told you the great Sam Pittman The great, Sam, the great Pittman. Sam Pittman. I, the great I, I Sam named Pittman. him. I, Texas like A&M, A&M is giving five and a half. I've seen, from what I've seen from A&M, I would be disappointed in Arkansas if they didn't win the game. Arkansas wins, the, Arkansas wins this game. Oh, no, pardon game. me. I think it's a Jerry's world. I think a, we're, it's a Jerry's yeah, it is. That's right. It doesn't matter. Arkansas wins there, too. Arkansas is a winner in this game. Arkansas wins by two touchdowns. I love it. I love it. I, I got you marked down for that. I like that. I like that a lot. Big Red Nation coming yeah. in to Beast Lansing. <laughs> night for, game under the for, lights. For a night game along the banks of the Red Cedar in what will be the most electric environment since 2015 when State hosted Oregon for a night game. State is giving three and a half points. That's it? Stone. Yeah. Wow. 
I mean, obviously Nebraska, who I won't, speaking of the apology tour by me here, you know, I had Nebraska getting absolutely licked on Saturday against Oklahoma. I think it says something about Oklahoma too, but regardless, um, you know, as we, as I mentioned last week, I think the word is that you're regardless. Yeah, we just got hammered in that game. I, I love the big win by Oklahoma. It didn't happen, but that's what's giving Nebraska, you know, some credit here apparently on the line. But what I've seen from Michigan State is they know on, who they on. are. One second, one second. Amanda Boyk, is the word regardless or irregardless? You know what? Honestly, I don't know, but I definitely would have said regardless. As you, oh, well. you would have? You yeah, would have? I would have. Stone? Pick, pick one. He regardless. said regardless. Regardless. Mm, yeah, that's the word I would use. I think I used it. You know what? Yeah, Research so. topic number one for Thursday. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll, we'll lead the show off on Thursday with this. <laughs> All right, Stone. I think but back we to this game, to make, yeah, about to make a really I'm really impressed point. in this regard with uh, Michigan State, with the exception. Of, were you surprised that uh, your coach Crowley had shorts on? You know, a lot of people are making a big deal of that. I have I never seen that. That's why they're making a big deal of it. Pat Pat Fitzgerald wore shorts once. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe it might have been like seven or eight years ago. Um, although when Pat Fitzgerald wore the shorts, it wasn't like 120 degrees. I think it might have been like six. Probably degrees. looked better on Mel Tucker. Uh, yeah, I think everything looks better on Mel Tucker than Pat Fitzgerald. I, I would agree. Um, but back to the game. I, I mean, back to state. Very impressed with how they handle their business. They they know who they are. I mean, they were very conservative. They you know they took a couple long shots. They hit one late in the game that put the game out of hand. But you know, Kenneth Walker, as we what can you say about this kid? He is just he's the real deal. He leads the country at 164 yards a game. See, I threw a stat at you, Crowley. That, that was good. That I, I like it. Yep. He leads the country. He is he is shifty. He is fast. Um Nebraska's going to have to load the box with eight guys up there, seven in the box, eight in the yeah, box, and make, you do, and make you Thorne throw over you. So, 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 so let's see if he the, can. Let's see if he can. Here's the thing about State so far this season, Stone. The balanced attack. Peyton Thorne, you know how many interceptions he's thrown this season so far? Uh, you know, zero. Yeah, he has to nine that. touchdowns yeah. against zero interceptions. 77 pass attempts, zero interceptions. See, that's yeah. the second state stat I got for you. Yeah, and and, and he can run with the ball. Yeah. He, he is. He, uh, he, yeah, he had a couple runs in the game. Yeah, but I'm not saying that he's, yeah. he's going to. He manages the game years. very well. They know what they are. They're very conservative. It'll be interesting to see if they have to open it up if they get behind. Um, but uh, it was a great win on the road. It was a great win. Terrific win. Um, it was a tight game for a while, and they, uh, they were the better team. They were absolutely the better team. And uh, you worry about a letdown there potentially too, but at least they're going home. And uh, it's going to be a good game. I, but I like State. I absolutely like State. I hope yeah, that doesn't okay. give you the whammy that now I'm on State because I did pick Miami last week to win the game. So. Yeah, you did. You did. And I, as a matter of fact, I picked State going away. That was you did. My, uh, that, was, you, that was my Absolutely prediction. right. Um, okay, Stone, any parting shots? Uh, any, what's your favorite game that you're looking forward to this weekend? You know, when I was looking at the schedule, Arkansas, I just, I'm, I, I think Arkansas has a lot of playmakers. I think there's a lot of value in that game. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, I think watching Jimbo Fisher uh, hurting on the sideline and watching uh, my man Sam Pittman take care of business. So that's my number one. I like Arkansas. Last question for you, Stone. If you have to pick between a bag of Funyuns and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. What are you going with? I'm going with the Doritos for sure. I never liked Funyuns. So, why? Um, I don't know. It just don't taste good to me. I mean, something that looks like that, I'd rather eat an onion ring. That's not a bad point, but I didn't Yeah, that would make me long for an option. onion ring. I didn't, I didn't offer that as an option. I mean, well, I threw that in there. 
Okay. Stone, nice job. Hey, Amanda Boyk. Amanda? Yes, I'm here. Anything else you want to say for the folks? You know what? I had a great time today. Yeah, you did a good job. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. (laughs) Hey, Stone, we'll we'll do it again in a couple days. Can't wait. Thanks, Carl. You guys have a great night. Over and out, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.